I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Let's pin this sucker. Careful, that's an antique. Hopefully it doesn't explode. As long as we're claiming things, do you mind? Don't let them speak ill of Orin Kraloff. Is there a problem here? What the hell even was that? Coming upstairs, and yes, it's dangerous, but it's also just a house. This red flame burnishes from within. Doran, are you okay? Yeah, I think I tripped something. Darn you, Moradin. (laughs) 
Dice Shame, episode 34, Like a Moth to a Flame. MVP this week is Mike Argueta at Pick Overlord on Twitter. Thank you so much for the kind review, Mike. Thanks, Mike. With the COVID pandemic still going strong, we wanted to take a moment to tell you about a board game cafe right by us that we love and are excited to share. Critical Hit Gaming Lounge. And yes, it is as cool as it sounds. Traditionally, Critical Hit Gaming Lounge is a board game cafe. However, they're also a hobby store selling Warhammer, Magic the Gathering, and a myriad of other awesome games. They're also an event space for games, a lounge for people to relax, and a kick-ass place for people to play D&D with their own organized groups. Yeah, it is a really cool business, and more importantly, they are really cool people. Uh, So check them out. We highly recommend it. I heard they also offer ethically sourced meat now, which is very cool. All right. Are we ready to do this? Absolutely. You. Everybody. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Hello. How's everyone doing today? Doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Did you guys know there's a Dungeons and Dragons movie oh, with with Marlon Wayne? Oh, you've seen yeah. it? Uh years ago. Yeah. It wasn't memorable enough to actually remember. <laughs> I think mostly what I remember is there, I don't know. Uh, Dragon Magazine was still being published at the time and so they did a big write-up in it to convert all of the things in that movie to like items and stats and spells and stuff for the for the game. To actual D&D? Yeah, it was nonsense. But I remember that a lot. That's a lot of work for a fucking terrible movie. Well, we were talking actually about playing D&D the movie. Oh boy, that's a whole thing. D&D the game, the movie, the game. Right, yeah, yeah. right. Where you get to play like just the worst depiction of a dwarf in all of cinema. And then oh, make God. that into a movie. Gomly. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And then you got to make the game. Into D&D, the movie. the movie, the game, the movie. <laughs> it was bad. Was it based on a campaign at all? No, it's no, so no, no, bad. It's, There's... it's nonsense. It's I don't think anybody who wrote it or did anything in it loved D&D at all. There's like, oh. there should be dragons and a dungeon, I guess, and fantasy, whatever. There's a beholder in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does nothing. It just, it's on screen for a minute and they're like, oh, beholders. And then one of the guys throws something off camera and the beholder gets distracted, follows the thing off camera and you never like see it again. Eyes. I'm hoping, and I'm glad that we haven't run into a beholder yet. I feel like this house of all the places we have been in could hold a beholder. Do you think so? It's dark. It's damp. Who knows? Well, at least we know how to take care of it now. Just throw a rock. It's true. Distract it. And then forget it was ever there. (laughs) So where are we? We're standing. The last thing I remember is Jack waved his hands and a million imps blew up. Oh, we shattered some imps to smithereens. You did. This was all you. Well, it's a team effort. (laughs) I wasn't even in the room. I remember running into the room and being like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, Doran took most of the... Sorry about how, that. Is, how is Doran doing health-wise, says the cleric? <laughs> I've got 27 out of 72. Ooh, reverse numbers. Oof. Not great. It is no good when the wizard has more health than the fighter. Let's kill the wizard a little bit. Wait, hold on. Whoa, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> Did you use your second wind? Uh, no, I used my action surge. I haven't used my second wind. I don't think there's anything in the room, right? Doran, you are standing about 10 feet into this dark dining room. Right. There are some chairs that are carved to look like devils. Mm. A fireplace largely dominates the western wall. And behind you stands Kraloth and Red and Jack, all just kind of peeking beyond you into the darkness. Doran, are you okay? I'm going to run over and check him. Oh, I'm fine. Doran is covered in shards of glass and old wine because Jack had shattered the wine cabinet. <laughs> A tragedy. And and we've been <laughs> drinking. 
So I'm licking my lips. Mm. Doran, you don't look so good. You don't look like you're at your usual strength. Well, Let me take a look at you. <coughs> what if we just took a short rest? Yeah. We could do that. Could do. It's the middle of the night. It's about 2 a.m. Yeah. Well, where's the, the person we're, we're, that's here trapped somewhere? Oh, mm. right. Well, I did detect a humanoid on the second floor. Well, we should oh. go find them, shouldn't we? Now, hold on a second. I, I walk over to the chairs and say, Jack, do you recognize any of these creatures? They look kind of evil. Devilish, for sure. As you guys are chatting, Doran walks over and sits down in a chair and starts picking out the shards of glass from his face and from his arms and mm-hmm. doing a little bit of self-care as far as bandaging wounds and whatnot. For sure. Self-care is pulling glass out of your wounds. The uh, the people who used to live here, do we know anything about them really? Like Only way you can derive from context clues, if you like, you could probably roll an insight on something in particular sure. if you had any kind of specific. Yeah, I mean... It- it strikes me as very strange that there's fey and, you know, demonic imps and blood imps and all of these rabid creatures that could be brought in from another plane. And here we have devil chairs. It, there seems to be a connection there. And, and maybe the owner of the house has more info. I'm definitely going to do a insight check. Sure. Uh, on the chairs, I guess, in particular. On the chairs, on the furniture, on any photos. I'm basically looking for magic users. Okay. And I got a natural 20. Oh! Whoa! Nice! J-Man! Nice. Well on done. the liferless die. Beautiful. That dice has been treating you pretty nice. Really, really well. I really, I really like it. So you cast your eyes over the contents of this room. A couple of things occur to you. First, obviously, these elegant high-backed chairs are carved in such a way that you would feel uncomfortable to sit in them as a man of the light yourself. You imagine that maybe whoever has until lately owned this home may have invited people over here to display their wealth and power. That this dining room was meant as a show of of some kind. Doran's just sitting there picking glass out yep. of his like feet in this <laughs> high back chair with like devils perched on the corner. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. completely oblivious. It's a chair. You're sitting. There. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Doran's. Yeah. Otherwise occupied. Kraloth, it also occurs to you as you're standing near this broken wine cabinet, you smell something that isn't wine. Hmm. Sort of intermingled in the scent of this rich burgundy smell of, of good wine. Threaded through that smell, you do detect something wrong. And with your natural 20 in insight, it occurs to you that one of these bottles was probably laced with some kind of poison that the people who live in this house may have kept in reserve in order to poison someone, maybe, who they were having over for dinner. Wow. I don't think that there were good people who lived in this place. What makes you think of that, Kraloth? And I lean on one of those, like, giant fucking demons on a chair. (laughs) Just, like, really... I love the idea that we're in this room that's so clearly painted as evil. And for some reason, (laughs) Doran and and Red are, like, kind of oblivious to it. It's a classic Asmodeus style on those chairs there. Inspired by by what they say that that great archdevil looked like, you know. Is that what that is? what it looks like to me. Well, needless to say, I think that we should take a break. I know that there is someone upstairs who might need our help, but chances are if the demons and imps didn't get to them, 
by now, they probably won't since we've cleared out hopefully half of them. I agree. After all, Zulkin was in here looting and had time to run all the way back to town, get us, and come back here, and the person's still alive. So, yeah, I think we have a little bit of time. And as you guys look back into the parlor... Zolkin has his back to you and he's just finishing rolling up that tapestry that he had been interrupted in looting. Thanks, Zolkin. And I walk over and I take the tapestry from him. Uh, I think we'll decide how we split the loot afterwards, right? That was the whole deal? No, it wasn't. And I try to take the tapestry from him. He tries to pull it back out of your grasp. Yes, I think it rather was. Careful, that's an antique. No, it doesn't. Kraloth steps up behind... Red, his body like looming and just like glares down at Zulkin. Is there a problem here? Yes. Uh, just like I've got Red's back, kind of. Yes, there is a problem, actually. Kraloth, my friend, when I sent you that letter at the inn to tell you about this wonderful opportunity, we had discussed looting this home together, and Red seems to think that all this property is de facto his. I think you were the one rolling up this tapestry. Yes, of course. Finders keepers and all that. Right. Well, why don't I hold on to it until we split up the loot? Uh, sure. Why don't I just hold on to your bag of holding until then? That's not going to happen, Zulkin. (laughs) Now, the way I see it is we've come in here. We've helped you out. How many imps have you killed so far? No, no imps. Hmm. Well, I think it's fair to say that the people who've done most of the work should get most of the prize. Does that sound unfair to any of you? Not to me. Doran's pulling glass out of his face, and he goes, yeah, maybe you should shove your face in that glass cabinet there first, Zolkin, and then you can get some of the stuff that we're gathering here. Zolkin takes a few steps back and drops the tapestry red. Careful. He looks between (laughs) the four of you and then back at Oren, who is skulking around in the hallway, and he says, Well, I think I see where this is headed, and I don't much like it, to be frank. I thought we were going to be able to strike a deal well between us all, but I think you mean to uh, deal me out of this hand. Listen, we've got a lot of trust to regain here, Zolkin, and it's going to be a bit of a, a hike for you, I'll be honest, after Nightstone. How about we make a deal officially here now? More deals. What do you guys say? What do you propose? Of all the loot we take as a team, and I think you'll agree that I was instrumental in your finding this place and arriving here in the first place. Mm-hmm. I want a quarter share. If you could have done it yourself, you would have. You would get nothing without us, so I think... Regardless. A fifth... Uh, no, sorry. A, a sixth Oren's on our side. A, a equal share for every person. I, I think we can all agree that your halfling friend is... Doing very little. He is instrumental to us succeeding here. Don't let him speak ill of Orin Kraloth. Look, this guy was rolling up a tapestry behind our backs. I think he was trying to sneak off with it. All I wanted to do was make sure that he wasn't going to take some loot and run. Fair enough. I think if I hold on to all the loot and we show it to everybody, that yeah, at the end Zolkin can have his share. I'm not trying to stiff him, but I also think he's trying to stiff off. Wait, what is it? Uff or us? Us. (laughs) He's trying to stiff us. So Tabaxi's saying, I have to agree with you, Red. I assure you, Red, I had no intention of stiffing you. I could hardly walk straight with this tapestry rolled up and on my back. I was merely trying to take care of the details while you managed to 
sift through the glass towards your dwarf friend there. So what you were saying, it was obviously my misunderstanding, is that you were just taking this tapestry and strapping it to your back while we moved forward through the house to fight more enemies. Yes, I think I should hold on to the tapestries, and let's put it to a vote. This is a democracy. I vote. We hold on to it. I agree. And at the end of this, we divvy it equally. One six. Agreed. Jack, Kraloth, Oren? I mean, I, I just really want to take a look at, at everything before it, it leaves here. This place is full of some really fascinating old stuff. I mean, we'll, we'll find a fair way to split it up later. No, no, I don't, think, uh, I don't think that's a good idea, my friend Jack. I think we should decide on the way that we split the loot here and now. Zolkin, for all of the things that we may have disagreed on in the past, I promise you, we don't have any interest in shouldering you out of any cut that is fairly yours. Trust us. Ultimately, if this is meant to rebuild that trust, let's make this step one. I just look down at my hands and remember that moment in the rain where you and I were trying to save Kralos' life. And it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure it's fair. He takes a step toward you, Red, and grasps your hand, shakes it firmly and says, Well, I'm glad we could come to some uh, understanding. Me too. Magic items are ours. <clears throat> let's go. Now, with that said... <laughs> There's an asterisk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exempting any magic. I say it before I let go of his hand, yeah. too. <laughs> he doesn't and, even hear it. He's just like, yeah, no problem. And Doran, with a thud, both feet hit the ground, and he stands up, studious, and says, all right, let's get moving. So, did you take a short rest? One hour? Yes. I rolled 55 on my six D10s. Yeah, and I'm going to round up all the loot and put it in the bag of holding. All the tapestries, the vases, all that kind of uh, stuff. Classic. Which we can list and sort out later. The rod we found this morning. Yes? Pull it out. Let's... Oh, right! He pulls it out. You hear all these vases falling. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. This still was something. I picture the bag of holding being like a very, like, if you fell in there, it'd be like a very, very neatly stacked room with tons of shelves. And actually, it's really exciting, too, because if you guys, when you ask, you're like, what's in here? You peek in and you see it's like so neat. Like, Red has, like, hopped in there and sweeped almost. Look at this it's stuff. crazy. Isn't it neat? Something to something. What's a fork? Um, yeah, I pull out the big giant rod, <laughs> literally, and uh, lay my hands upon it and say, Alakazam! Yeah, and I think Jack puts his hands on the rod and channels some arcane energy into it and tries to locate the nearest object made of energy. What does it feel like when you successfully locate an object? It's a sort of, it's just a sort of certainty. It's this like this knowing feeling of where it's just like there's something and you know when you've lost your keys and then you remember exactly where they are. Mm. He knows exactly where this thing is. He can, he can like sense cool. the mm-hmm. The direction, the distance, you know, he's, he's just got it laser locked on. There's a large amount of it upstairs. Jack's eyes go wide and a, and a lot of like eager to spend the rest of this, this hour like, oh, I might leaf through this diary of a sad servant or I might, mm-hmm. I might, you know, spend a lot of time. And now he's just anxious to get moving. As soon as, as soon as he's pulled the rod, he's like, mm-hmm. Red, there's a lot of adamantine upstairs. Ah, let's go! And we have established that adamantine is like a valuable... Well, Doran would know it well because it is an exceptional metal to forge with. Really? I hope they're just ingots. You know, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think we should head to the stairs and begin ascending. I'm ready to fight. Me too. Let's do it. So you head through the double doors of the dining room back into this dark hallway. And there is a staircase ahead of you. It's polished dark wood, and it leads up to the second story of this villa. 
So there's a drafty hall that these stairs lead up to. There are unlit lanterns hanging from the rafters here. The hallway stretches in an east-west fashion. And so on the northern side, we have the large staircase. And then there are two doorways leading off on the north side. On the south side, there are also two doorways. And then one to the east. Which way do I sense the adamantine? It's coming from the southeast. Jack, which way are we heading? We're trying to get... Southeast is going to be through that door on the east there, I think. And then we got to find a way to, to head a little bit further south. Makes sense to clear the first door anyway. I nod to Doran. Absolutely. Let's do this. I'm going to move up and into the hallway so that I am farther from the door, but have a good point of view for mm-hmm. when they open it. Doran turns the handle and actually gets on one knee so he's shorter. and he turns the handle and swings the door in slowly and then peers in you reveal a rectangular room Mm. that smells of powder smells like powder you see a vanity with a stool laid in front of it There's a folding screen obscuring part of the room. There's a black wardrobe in the back corner. A door leads north and a door leads south from this room. Kraloth taps Doran on the shoulder and gestures up at his eyes and points at the wooden partition. (gasps) Jack's feeling a little complacent because this isn't a dungeon. This isn't like a a weird crypt or or something. This is like just a fancy house and he's very comfortable in Mm -hmm. fancy houses. And so there's a moment of like coming upstairs and yes, it's dangerous, but it's also just a house. Yeah, I nod at Kraloth. And as we move in, Jack moves in with us. We flank this partition and... Peer around it. Doran, you get a good look at three wooden chests as you pass by. They're just to your right side as you flank this wooden partition. The partition itself is got this bird of prey image on it that's kind of flashy. <clears throat> and the wardrobe uh, behind it is made of glistening black wood. Mm. Kraloth, you kind of have to squeeze past the vanity table with a mirror and you catch a glimpse of your own reflection as you move past it. There is nothing on the other side of this wooden partition except for this wardrobe. So Doran kind of looks back and he makes a very obvious uh, shaking his head like nothing's there, like a nice slow shake. What? Jack, did you say you were also <laughs> moving forward into the room? Yeah, it, it, there, there's a moment where Doran and Kraloth like pull off their like soldier, clear the room kind of move. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a, a weird contrast for Jack. But after he sees them go in and, and make a little space, he's he's going to walk up to the to the other door to the south and open that one. Okay. I think Red will follow him too and back into a corner opposite the opening door. Again, just a fire over his shoulder should something try to swing at his head and take it off. Yeah, no problem. I'm protecting my buddy. As you move into the room, Orin, uh, from back in the darkness, whispers, Good luck, Mr. Red. Thank you! How very cute. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm, I'm watching uh, Jack. Jack, you open the door and you look in on this square room. There is an oak writing desk uh, on the far corner that's angled to face the doorway. There are some candlesticks atop it. There are three bookcases pushed against the walls. There's a wrought iron spiral staircase that leads up from this room. 
And on the corner just to the left of you on the east side, there's a suit of black plate armor. Cool. Holy crap. Oh, it's... Oh, it's just a suit of armor. This looks to be the adamantine that you had expected to find. Oh, cool. The armor is the adamantine? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of adamantine. A full set of armor. Yeah, I think Jack, Jack sort of gives one of those, like, whistles that I can't do just to, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, I, I think he tries and fails. He really wants to come off cool in this moment, and it's just like... Uh, <laughs> whoa look at that trying not to get too too distracted by it he he sort of walks into the room and makes space for everybody else to come in and and point to the suit of armor as you enter the room the suit of armor turns its helm towards you jack Uh-oh. and this red flame burnishes from within and animates it into motion everyone roll initiative what'd you get for red 21. Kraloth? Four. Rob, what about Jack? 10. Doran? 18. Doran, Zolkin tied with you for Anish. Did you want to go before or after him? Uh, I'll go after. So, top of the round. Red? Sorry, do I have eyes on this or no? You do not. Okay. Oh, right! Red's going to move to the corner of this room, and I think I'm just going to ready an action, and I'm going to say, see if you can draw him into this room! And I'm going to aim at the door, and if he shows up, I will fire. Totally. So you, like, jump down off the chest, bust your way past Doran, knock over the screen that's, like, impeding the view, and set up right in front of the wardrobe. Exactly. Aiming your bow through the doorway where Kraloth is standing. Yep. Next, it's Zolkin's turn. He's going to pull back out of the room and he's going to, as he retreats a little bit into the darkened hallway and he draws both of his his scimitar and his dagger at the same time. So he's going to uh, ready an action. Flank him through the balcony. I think when we approached to the top of the stairs, there was a door that, I assume, led to outside because we saw a balcony at the yes. front of the house. Yeah, the southern door leads to this little balcony. So Zolkin... Yeah, so I'll tell Zolkin to head out there and flank around this creature mm-hmm. so that we have sort of two opposing sides. Yeah, he draws his weapons and he puts his back to the door leading to the balcony and he gets just a little bit out onto the balcony into this dark, cold night air. Doran, it's your turn. Um, you see your companions move into action. Red draws his bow. People start yelling. And Doran shockingly says, what? The the, the, the suit of armor came to life? Yeah, the, the one made of adamantine. I should have known. It's such a great metal to work with magically. Holy moly. I know. Doran moves into the opposite corner of Red. And so he's standing right next to Kraylaw mm-hmm. in the open doorway, hoping that if these guys move in, I can be right there. If they pull back into this room, then I can take the first swipe, the classic axe through the stomach of whatever is coming through the door. Axe through the invisible stomach. Mm -hmm. So I ready my action, which is Mm -hmm. going to be swinging my axe. So this enervated set of armor comes to life and it's just the heat is just roiling off of it in waves. Jack, as you stand in front of it, it puts its gauntleted hand to its side and pulls out a long sword from a sheath. It's wicked and hooked. There's no need for that, friend. It's going to swipe at you. Whoa! Twice. All right. That's only an eight. That'll miss. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) And a 20? I I try and duck out of the way and do not make it. 
it's going to hit you 12 slashing damage. Ouch. Aichiwawa. Back to where I was before we rested, down to 30 hit points. It's your turn, Jack. How do you respond to this terrifying injury? Well, how tall is the roof in here? The ceilings are about 10 feet, you would guesstimate with your mental ruler. Perfect. Enough that I, I'm going to grab my, my orb out of my pouch and hold it out and just sort of spin it in my hand in a way that sort of sp- spins backwards, creating some lift, trying to levitate this suit of armor up against the roof. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I need a constitution saving throw versus my spell save of 15. That's in 20, dirty. Bummer. Uh, yes. You try to levitate the creature and as your orb spins it picks up bits of paper in the room and you see the creature's feet lift four inches off the ground and then it resolutely returns back to the ground seeing that that's not going to work with that big like clang as it comes back to the ground i try and like squeeze through the doorway past crayloth into 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 the room to the north where where red is okay it's going to make it an attack of opportunity against you Oh, it's a dirty 20. Oof. Do it. Uh, five damage. Ouch. <laughs> Up, so non-committal. Slashing through the back of my leg as I'm diving out the room. That thing is nasty. Mm. Kraloth, it's your turn. You see this creature take two nice chunks out of your friend yeah. Jack, who fails to cast a spell and then rolls out of the room yeah and i step aside as he he runs past me the the creature's blade slashing at his back and uh holding up my shield and i pull out my mace and i back up a step so that my body is guarding jack fully Mm -hmm. and i'm going to ready in action to attack this thing when he walks through the room let's pin this sucker okay red it's your turn we're luring it so i think i'll probably just Ready my action. Um, <laughs> Zulkin bursts into the other room. Orin, tell Zulkin to stop. We're luring the creature into this room. Okay, okay, Mr. Red. Then I will just ready and attack for when he enters into the room. Okay, so Red continues to strain against the tension of his bowstring. Building up power. Wub, 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 wub. Zulkin's turn, he heeds your direction, Red, as the more seasoned fighter probably, comes back from being in the hallway to stand between Kraloth and Doran, further shielding Jack from attacks, and uh, he's got his scimitar out ready to do damage. He's going to ready in action, I think. Should the animated armor come within five feet of him, he's going to try to strike him. Next up, Doran's turn. I'm going to ready, continue to ready my action mm-hmm. to swing and hit this thing. I'm doubling up my readies. <laughs> it's really eerie, Doran, as you look into this darkened chamber because the glow from this creature is emanating from the corner. And as you hold your breath and hold your axe above your head, waiting for this, this armor to come in, you hear it clank, clank clank towards you through the doorway and uh, as it bursts in to this dressing room everyone's going to get a chance to take their readied actions we'll start with top of the round red you get a chance to fire an arrow at it brilliant this thing has not taken any damage yet it has not pretty light attack that is going to be a 26 to hit you hit nice nice eight damage now I, i have an extra attack 
I readied my action. When I attack, I can attack again. Multi-attack is an action. Yeah. So yeah, you can make both of your attacks. Get it. And this time I will get to do Colossus Slayer if I hit because it is damaged now, I'm assuming. Do the thing. 13? No, that misses. I mean, your arrow hits the armor, but it just clangs off doing no damage. Bummer. Okay. Uh, next person with a readied action, uh, Zolkin is going to try to stab the armor. Zolkin sees the arrows just whiz by his face. Ah! Ooh, I rolled a 19 and a 17. Nice. nice. Good job, Zolkin. So I'm going to hit twice. One with my scimitar. Nice. That's maximum damage. Ooh. Wow. So he takes 15 damage. Nice. Dope. Beautiful. And I'm going to roll once more for my dagger. So sling, sling. Two hits with the scimitar. And a miss with a dagger. Doran, now you get to use your axe if you'd like. Yes. And Doran comes down on the creature's head with a 26. Whoa. I thought it was a stomach slash, but yes, that, that hits. It well, last minute it was originally. Called shot. But then you <laughs> described it with my axe over my head, so I thought, I'll just go with that. Yeah, why not? Because that's my first hit doing seven damage. And then I'm going to do my second attack. So it kind of looks like a jab with the point of my axe with a 19. Oof. Nice. To hit. Yeah, that hits. Doing 11 damage. Finally, Kraloth, you also get to take your action. What do you do? Yes, I swing my mace at the walking metal thing and Mm -hmm. I get a 22 to hit. Yeah, you do. Seven points of damage. Well done. What? That's teamwork right there, guys. Yeah, nicely done. The creature's head makes this like bell type sound as your mace clangs off of the helm mm. and it raises its spiked longsword up over its head with two hands, Kraloth, and tries to bring it down on you. I try to bring up my shield in time. One is an 11 and one is a 21. Oh, the 21 definitely hits, but the 11 does not. Okay. So he hits you once with this vicious attack. Oof. 11 slashing damage to you. Ouch. The onslaught is just relentless. He's moving forward into the room. Jack, it's your turn. So you see this creature just come in. Everyone lets loose with everything they had stored up. and Jack's a moment behind um, everybody else and, and getting an attack ready for this thing. But he's on his back foot, back up against the wall. And it's time for a little bit of that. Uh, you know, magical jazz he does. He he gets ready. You can see these these missiles of force conjure in the air around him, and he throws as much extra power as he can at them, uh, giving giving them. I'm gonna use a third level spell for for magic missiles to get five of them, and then I'm gonna throw the extra first level spell in there with my alchemical casting to give him some extra force damage and try and blast this thing with a whole bunch of missiles of force. Okay, roll for it. Eighteen damage from the first one. Mm-hmm. And then 34. As your missiles uh, slam one after the other into this armor, your eyes widen in surprise as absolutely nothing happens to the creature. Damn. Watching watching each one just sort of bounce off this thing as if nothing's going on. Can I sort of get a sense of like, can I rule out what this thing is, what it's doing, how it works? Can I sort of roll in Arcana to get a sense of what the fuck? Certainly. I'd like to roll for what the fuck. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, please. Uh, 19, so 29. It's definitely immune to force damage. Yeah, what, what the fuck is this thing? Um, Tell me about animated armors. 
It's a construct. Yeah. This is not your standard suit of animated armor in any way. Uh, you would probably not want to be dealing any poison damage to it. It's definitely got some damage resistances to anything that's non-magical. Yeah. It's got blind sight. So even if you're around the corner, it still knows exactly where you are. So I, I, I heard force and poison damage were no good. Is there is there anything else yep. that I, I would know about? Like what is particularly effective, if anything? It's got no like damage vulnerabilities. And are force and poison the only things I, I would imagine it's immune to? You probably wouldn't do necrotic damage either. Great, great. Yeah. It's also going to probably have advantage on saving throws against your spells. So that's probably why it felt like it didn't really have to levitate when you told it to. Certainly didn't help. Mm -hmm. So Jack's back is against the wall. He threw everything magically he had at this thing. And it's the second spell that's just bounced off it. And so he's like, Red, those magic arrows are going to come in really handy. But I would be really concerned if, uh, uh, for anybody's attacks that weren't magical. I got this, guys. Don't worry. Why have I never created anything magical? Darn you, Moradin. Kraloth, as you feel the air of these magic missiles passing, mm. just just skimming your body as they like curve around you to get at this armor that you're you're sort of um, obscuring, and you see the explosions that are just these missiles blasting yeah. at the armor and doing nothing you hear jack's words ringing in your mind yeah what do you do i say thanks for the tip jack that should help red get ready you know what to do bone ready buddy and i begin to channel path to the grave nice yeah whatever attack hits it next he's vulnerable to it cool red it's your turn you see that familiar magic being cast by your friend I reach into my new quiver, Fare Thee Beyond the Sea, and I pull out one of my magical arrows and I knock it. First, I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark mm -hmm. on this bad boy. Mm -hmm. That'll give it a 1d6. I'm going to do 1d8 damage regularly, and I'm going to do another 1d8 because he has been wounded, I'm assuming. I'm also going to use my inspiration to roll with advantage. Ooh, okay. And I'm going to make this a sharpshooter hit. Let's see it happen. Smile for me, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, here we go. The old one, two. A natural one. Oh, come on. And a 19. Hey. Nice. Yeah, that hits. 25 damage. And it is vulnerable, so you double everything. So that is 50 damage magic. Wabam. So Kraloth just showers this creature in radiant sparks as you, you create your path to the grave. And Red, you take careful aim at this creature with your sharpshooter abilities, and the arrow sinks directly into the mouth of this helmet, and the creature just sort of like, and starts shaking more and more and more, and then boom, it explodes, and this like shrapnel from the armor just lodges in all places of the room. Oh man, amazing. That's really good teamwork, guys. Yeah, high five. Between Jack's knowledge and then Kraloth's application and Red's skill. And Doran was there too. <laughs> and Doran was there. Red hops down from, I'm assuming he was like standing on a chest. 
Didn't you say there were chests over on this side of the room? Actually? So you you were actually standing right in front of this wardrobe. Yeah. You had knocked down the room divider uh, screen. Screen. <laughs> in order to get in like this advantageous position tactically, but yeah, there are three chests in the north end <gasps> of the room. There's a vanity on the south side of the room. Doran's just kind of uh, mind blown at what he just saw. That was incredible. What the hell even was that? The armor itself was enchanted, Doran. It, it had with an awful force. I don't know how they did it. Holy moly. And he looks down on the ground, and, and in front of him, there's a chunk of the adamantine. It ricocheted off my axe, and it landed right on the floor at my feet. Yeah, it's it's like hot to the touch. Steaming, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's about fist size, maybe? The size of my fist? Like a nice yeah. big fist? Okay. Don't worry, Doran. The metal is quite cool. <laughs> Oh, it's fucking hot. Um, I think I want to cast Detect Magic. Red, as you cast Detect Magic and look around the room, there's a faint glimmer coming from within the jewelry box that is atop the vanity. Uh, yeah, Red heads over and checks the vanity. Um, so there are six bottles of fine perfume within this vanity. There's a silver hairbrush inlaid with lapis lazuli, which I recognize from Minecraft. Probably now. more than 100 years old, if I had to guess. Uh, I mean, if Doran had to guess, yeah, he would probably estimate to be more than 100 years old. But geologically. Jack, you might like that silver uh, hairbrush I can see over here, over there. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll look at it in a minute. I think Jack's still sort of standing back to the wall, processing everything that just happened. He's still bleeding from a couple of sword swipes from this thing's yeah. jeweled sword. There's like a smoking holding. chunk yeah, like, of adamantine in the wall beside your head. Yeah, just, just like an outline of it. He's barely escaped alive. Uh, just a little shook. Inside the wooden jewelry box, you you open it and the blinding glare of this magic comes from within. You find two potions of healing in thin crystal vials. And then aside from that, there's a pearl necklace and a platinum cameo shaped like a winged cat. Kraloth is a little out of breath and he puts a hand up to his, his forehead that has a nasty slash on it, but... It could be worse. It's mostly just um, cosmetic. And uh, he kneels down next to Jack and says, how you doing, buddy? You going to need some help with that wound? Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> you know, there, there's a moment where it flashes between. I realized there's very little I could do to stop that thing. I had none of the, mm. none of the tools I had for all my, my magic were going to help me. I'm just glad you're okay. Yeah. Don't want you dying on your birthday. Uh, and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds as a level one on uh, Jack. Oh, thank you. The blood stops seeping out of the wound in your side. That's better. Oh. Jackie gets six points of health back. Nice. And we'll search the chests on the north side of the room. The chests on the north side of the room contain shoes, uh, some bridal gowns, some seasonal hats. Nothing terribly valuable if you're not a fine-looking lady. Yeah, Red definitely puts a hat on Doran. Good. What kind of hat? It's like a big floppy sun hat. Here, Doran! This'll look perfect on you! Doran pulls the hat off. He's not amused. And he looks back at Red, though, and he says, uh, here. And he passes the adamantine. He says, next time we have some uh, downtime and a forge, I will show you what I can do with this. And he hands this large chunk of adamantine, plops it into the bag of holding then. Everyone's starting to sober up and feel the effects of like early morning. <clears throat> and so we're now moving to that grumpy phase of like post-drinking. Yeah, tired. <laughs> A little dehydrated. <laughs> A little headache dehydrated. coming on. What's in that room? And Doran moves towards the door on the north side of this powder room. I hope it's coffee. And he opens <laughs> the door and swings it open 
without much care. Okay. This is a larger square room. There's a four-post canopied bed uh, with a shroud around it. There's another freestanding wooden privacy screen. A clawfoot cast iron bathtub in a corner with a fireplace. It's apparent that the dumbwaiter also comes up to this room. What an idiot. There's a door in the wall. And there is an iron chest with a padlock on it. Do you see anything uh, with your detect magic in that chest? I'm not too sure. I can't tell if it's metal. All right, well, keep an eye out for traps. Doran walks up and hacks at the lock. Should I roll for this? Or? Yeah, you'd roll. With a natural 20. Whoa. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> the lock is cleft in twain. Just shears the metal. it falls to the ground. The chest is now unlocked. And I open it slowly. You find a, a couple of things within this chest. Hmm. There are three thin black-covered books. There's a leather bundle and then a, a darker leather, slightly smaller bundle. There's a coin pouch inside and then a set of pipes. Hmm. Uh, I'll approach. Are any of the items glowing magic? Yeah, the pipes appear to be glowing with magic. Interesting. Like pipes as in um, musical pipes? Yeah, like a pan flute sort of situation. Cool. Yeah, I reach down and I pick up the pan pipes and I say, these are magical. Yeah, and while Red's doing that, I was kind of already on my knees and I'm starting to unravel the larger leather band package mm-hmm. there's two right one was smaller and one was yes larger. a larger one and a smaller one so red you take the pipes out and examine them doran you take a look at this larger leather satchel uh, as you unfurl it you are immediately struck with the sense of familiarity these are Ooh. calligraphers supplies similar ah. to the ones that jack has been using to help teach you cartography interesting so it's worth about 15 gold there's some fine parchment some inks quills of different sizes and different ink nibs calligrapher tools interesting and then I'll keep these if you guys don't mind. Go for it. And then I open up the smaller one. As you lift the smaller leather satchel out of this chest, you notice this almost imperceptible rise of the bottom of the lid. Uh And then you hear a faint sound. Uh Uh-oh. Red, Doran, and Kraloth as well. Please make a constitution save. Oh, no. 23 for me. 14. Three. What's going on in there? I had a click. Okay. Yeah, I think I tripped something. Red, you take 18 poison damage as you inhale this huge whiff of poisonous gas. (coughs) And you see this radius of gas just emerge like a cloud from the chest and hovers around in the room. What do you do? I run away. (laughs) Yeah, so you leave the room. Anyone else? Distracted by the the cloud, I'm gonna forget the dumbwaiter and I'm gonna leave as well. Oh, <coughs> oh, jeez, I'm I'm really sorry about that. And uh, I don't. Did you fart? <laughs> no, it was a trap. Are you okay? And I and I open up the smaller package. It's probably just a weight or something, isn't it? No, it's a set of vials and needles that you're not uh, able to immediately identify. So you hang out in 
the area of effect of this cloud? Um, no, is there, there's nothing else, right? I just grab whatever's left in there. and Coin the- pouch and three black books. Oh, that's right. So I grab everything and leave the room. Make another con save for me, Doran. Just as you spend some time collecting these items, unwrapping this other kit. 16. You're fine. So Doran, you are clutching all of these items and yeah. you rush from the room holding your breath. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have your arms totally full of books and red. I think you took the pipes, but that's, that's it, right. right? Yeah. But I do. I come out with my arms full and I, and I say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the calligraphers tools. And then, you know, one by one, the things are removed from my hands. You know, Jack takes the mm-hmm. three books. Red takes the coin purse. Sure. Zolkin is like, uh, as long as we're claiming things, do you mind? And he reaches toward the smaller set uh, that was wrapped in leather. The vials and needles? What's mm-hmm. what's in there? Uh, I'm not really sure. And I do hand it to Zolkin. Looks to be a set of, uh, I think this is poison. Well, maybe you should try drinking it. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine if he wants it. So you have some books, you have some magical pipes, uh, Doran's got his hands on the calligrapher supplies. And they go into my pouch. Zolkin called it on the poisoner's kit. The coin pouch, uh, that's about it. Well, let's keep moving. Let's uh, take a look at these other two rooms on this floor, and then and then I think we should ascend that staircase that was in the uh, room with the horror. Sure. So everyone moves back into the darkened hallway. Jack, you have your hands on these slim, black-covered notebooks. Did you yeah. want to take a peek inside? I, I, feel I like... do want to just take a quick look to see if they've got a title or, or what's inside, if it, what language it's in, if I can even read it. You can't. You can't read it. Interesting. What? Do I recognize the, the script at all? or like Is it in letters I understand, or is it entirely... or letters? Um, I I'm not it? sure if you would... I've got just the spell for this later. So this long hallway has two doors that lead to the north, and there's one that leads to the south. Mm. The two doors to the north reveal two similar bedrooms. So the one that is farther west, I guess, at the end of the hall, is a it's a drab, dark room that contains a bed. There's a wooden chest, a side table, a fireplace, etc. It's just a bedroom. Uh, what's in the chest? Inside the chest, you find some apparel that would fit a slender person cut Mm. in a feminine style. And there's a signet ring. Oh. It's gold. And it reads, stone hearts never bleed in little runes all along the uh, perimeter of it. I'd like that. If I could. In the center bedroom, I guess, it's a little bit smaller. You find a very similar array of furniture and inside the chest, there are some garments that would fit a larger masculine person. No jewelry here. The door leading to the south reveals a nicer, larger bedroom. It's dark. There are curtains covering the windows. It contains a bed, an iron chest, Uh a claw-footed iron bathtub, and a fireplace. Now, Red, I think your detect magic is still active. You detect no magic in this room. Uh, The chest, does it... Oh, oh, does it look like the key that I found would Mm -hmm. fit in this chest? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the large chest uh, doesn't really have a locking mechanism that's external to the chest, but there is a keyhole. Brilliant. I will... uh, Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Now, Red, I am resilient to lots of different poisons if you'd prefer me to try this one. All right. And I put the key in Doran's little hand and I stand next to him. All right. Ready to run for you the You might want to step back. And so Doran does. He unlocks the chest and uh, opens up the lid. 
This large chest is otherwise empty apart from a cube-shaped item. It's about six inches on each side. And Doran reaches in and sort of making the face like, uh, is it going to explode? Picks up the cube. <laughs> and Nothing explodes. Okay. And so... You hold a curious item in your hands. And so holding the curious item, I turn towards Red and I still making the same face. Here you go, Red. Hopefully it doesn't explode. And I take it very nonchalantly and I just take a look at it. Red, this cube is non-magical and for its size, it's surprisingly heavy. Something about it terrifies you and intrigues you. In fact, when your paws close around it, you are filled with a dark sense of dread. mysterious object um yes please thank you so much once again to our great old one patreon supporters kellen holman and christopher ryan evans thank you friends for supporting us and please consider joining our patreon to support the show and gain access to our exclusive show malevolent it's spooky see you next week Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.